0: So, what's up? And Eric's like, oh, oh no, come on, let's go. <laughs> like, this is not happening, sweet Lou.
1: And then Matt just kisses her on the cheek, like like he's known her for years.
0: Nah. It's actually like maybe the least offensive thing he's done to a woman. Matt's <laughs> in, saying in the something. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it almost came off as sweet. Like, all right, see you, baby. I finally
1: watched. I-, I finally watched. I finally.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And this is Alon. And I finally watched Grind. So, Grind is one of the first movies that I went and drove to the movie theater by myself to see. So, like, once I turned 16 and got my driver's license... I would just randomly want to go see something that no one else would. And so I would go. I remember this specifically and the in-laws, the, um, the Ryan Reynolds, uh, not Mel Brooks, uh, Albert Brooks movie. I um, don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man. Well, that's, that's another one we could do. Oh, we don't have to. Uh, yeah. Um but I, I really like this movie. I saw it like it was in a pretty crowded theater and I kind of was like the only one that I knew that kind of knew this movie. And then when I was like, Oh, we should do this like a year ago, I looked and like, you couldn't even look this up on Roku. Like it wasn't available anywhere to stream. Um, And only recently has it like that changed. We, I watched it on Peacock, but then I was talking about it, My wife, Ashley, she's like, I love that movie. And then uh, Garrett, who we've had on before, was like, dude, I love that movie. He actually watched it a couple of days ago. And he's like, yeah, a lot of this doesn't hold up. And I was like, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely accurate to like back then. Um, and this is also a movie that I bought on DVD. And I remember one summer I played high school football my senior year. I was a 195-pound lineman to like how small our school was, and um, I wasn't very good and at like every day during like summer practice, I would come home, put this movie on, and just lay in bed and either fall asleep or like watch the whole thing. so I've seen this movie a ton, but not in like decades um and this is the twenty year anniversary of it Alan. you can you can now shit on the movie. <laughs>
1: Uh look, I can I can understand being like sixteen and watching this and thinking, alright man, this is this is like uh cool shit. I wanna be just like sweet Lou. Like I, I get it, but I think you were right in thinking that this does not hold up. Because it, it doesn't. And there's points in the movie where I would think that didn't even hold up then. Um, a lot of the stuff with, uh, Matt, the character Matt is just like gross and really doesn't hold up now with the whole like, don't <laughs> molest women sort of deal. Um, but I, like when I was younger, I liked the movie Euro Trip and if same i watch year. that same year okay so so if i watch that now it would probably hold up just as well as grind and 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 which is not at all
0: um uh, euro trip is is still awesome
1: <laughs> euro trip is still awesome okay watch so that the last that,
0: three years
1: okay so we can agree that the, the in the hierarchy of like uh road trip stoner flicks Uh, Euro trip is top and grind is somewhere in the bottom hundredth. Right. Um, The, the thing is though, is that there's so much like level of stupidity within this movie that I, I'm not even like, I don't even understand like what they're going for in the end. Like I, I get that they want to get sponsored, whatever that means. Oh, that's another thing is that me and my relationship or like my, yeah, my run ins with like skaters and skating back when I was like in middle school, which is when this movie came out for me, um, was not good. You know, I, I had a lot of bullies in middle school that were skaters and I probably just like in my mind have a like a like a negative connotation to that sort of uh lifestyle just because of like my personal run ins with that and so watching this movie i was like i bet you every single person i detested back then loved this fucking movie and so that also puts me on like a like a weird like thing about like a weird mind frame about watching it i'm like nah this is like i just i don't get skating culture that's not like my thing but i'm also like in a negative uh way of looking at it thinking that the people that that I did not get along with in middle school also might have liked this flick. So it's like, I, I walk in with that. Um, but also, like, if you really think about the plot, it doesn't make a fucking bit of sense. But we can uh, we can get into that. We can get into that.
0: Yeah, so I was kind of with you that it didn't really hold up Uh, when I started it. Um, But by the end of it, with the music, because a lot of the music is stuff I listened to back then, I've never skateboarded a day in my life. Um, So I'm not a skateboarder. So I have no like ties to the movie through that. Um, But I just, by the end of it, I realized that I had sort of just tricked you into watching a sports movie because that's what this is.
1: Um, uh, If you can consider skateboarding a sport, sure.
0: You're like really into your Rift tracks mode right now because like there's no argument that skateboarding is a sport. It's physical and it's a competition.
1: I'm arguing it. Um, right,
0: what's your argument? Go for it.
1: It's just a bunch of douchebags on
0: on wooden planks. What's a sport? What's the definition of a sport? Good point. OK, there we go. So. But as I got to the end of it, I was, like, really still drawn into it. And I agree with you. I think the main difficulty with this movie is Matt. And I want to say that uh, Vince Veloof, who plays him, I was the whole time like, I fucking hate this guy. And then at the very end of the movie, they have the credits with, like, the bloopers. Yeah. And just that little bit of him, I was like, oh, yeah. he's like a normal fucking person who's been told to like be this character. You know what I mean? Like You think that? You Yeah. Because he's he takes up 90% of the
1: bloopers doing like fucking weird shit during the the between the
0: takes. You know they're telling him to do that, right? Like he doesn't have carte blanche, he's not the director of this movie. They're like Oh, you're really good at improvising. Do this. And like, then they chose the takes that we got. I will say that the part of the movie where
1: I actually liked Matt the most uh, was when they go into that animal skate shop and the guy is on the DJ table and he's like, "Guy, You mean Tom Green? Okay, yeah, Tom Green. So Tom Green is <laughs> on the DJ table and Tom Green's like, you know, Jimmy Wilson. He's like, yeah, man. And all of them, including Matt, for once, are acting like you would in this situation where you're just like completely frustrated with the guy. And you're like, I love Adam Brody
0: just walks away. Yeah, Adam
1: Brody just walks away. And then and then Matt is like, is he's he's like, so we missed him. He was here. And then, uh, he's, like, uh, ta- and then- he's like, it happened
0: already. And it happened already.
1: It already happened. <laughs> yeah. That was the best part. I, I love that from from Matt, because it was like a in a situation where where it was they had to deal with a guy more dumbass than Matt. And so it's like they didn't know how to how to handle it. And it was great. Speaking of Adam Brody, Adam Brody carried this movie. And he was the best part of this movie. And I watched it again just now. And
0: he is by far the best thing about the movie. Like leagues. I actually disagree. Not I don't I don't think it's by far. I think for me, it's between him and Sweet Lou. Um Except Except because Sweet Lou is gross. He is and he isn't though, right? Like, so the beginning where you introduce to him and he's going after like 18 year olds that have just graduated. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's gross. But everything else, I I have like a begrudging respect for someone who is so who they are and uninhibited and not hiding, you know what I mean, what he is. Like, there's no pretense with Sweet Lou. I am who I am. I mean, and this is obviously an homage, some people would say, just straight theft of Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused, right? But Sweet Lou doesn't hide who he is. He's like, I am interested in, first of all, he's interested in making out quite a bit, which is like, maybe grow up a little bit into, like, just fucking these chicks. Like, maybe that's where you should, like, where you could grow a little bit. But- he's got some of like the funniest like lines and some of the funniest one of my favorites is at the end where matt has like cleaned up his act and like as we get to santa monica you just see this blonde chick with like the hugest hits and then later on she like checks out matt and is talking to him and then as matt walks away you just say see sweet lou's face and he's just like what the fuck is happening
1: yeah the interaction there is like Matt's like, you like what you see? And then the blonde just like, maybe. And yeah, you're right. Sweet, sweet Lou is like,
0: what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I so I enjoy both of them. I mean, I think very clearly Jennifer Morrison is the best part of this movie. Jennifer um,
1: Morrison is amazing in this film and she looks amazing in this film. There's nothing uh, wrong with Jer- Jennifer Morrison's character in this movie.
0: Except for the fact that um, and I've. I, had this as a note in the beginning but it really comes to a head in the end the difference between when there's actual skateboarding and they're just showing like feet in the beginning (laughs) they do that for like most of the opening montage of the skating to the skate shop and then at the very end they show mike vogel like skating just a very little bit like on the board like around the corner like not the same person um but then you can very clearly see in all the last skateboarding scenes in Santa Monica, you can see the, the actual skateboarders who are wearing like the wigs and the clothes. Right. Um. I think that's just like, it's funny that they're just like, fuck it moving on. Like it doesn't matter. You know, everyone knows that they're not actually doing this. So I was reading some of the rotten tomato reviews
1: of this film. Uh, By the way, we have to have a rule now for the future that we can't do any films below like a 20% score.
0: Um I, but, I agree to, I agree to no such rule.
1: <laughs> one of the What did big, the fans that,
0: what did the fans say about grind? That's what I want to know. This had this had an
1: 8. This had an 8% on rotten tomatoes. And I love the reviews. One of the biggest complaints is that they use stunt skaters and they don't even try to hide it was one of the reviews.
0: Okay, so what I just said to you is what was the audience score? The audience score is a 79% because I'm a man you're of the man people. I of the the People, you're the man of the people? Oh my yeah. God. A man wow. of the people and the people say that Grind is awesome. Let's get into the movie because obviously we're not ag- going to agree on it overall but let's start talking about it. One thing that really stuck out to me in the beginning is it opens with him listening to the radio and the DJ is like, beautiful morning Chicago and all those bulldogs graduating, go get them. Why is it? Is this like a high school radio station? Cause why is a radio station in Chicago shouting out one high school? There's gotta be hundreds of high schools in Chicago, <laughs> but he just happens to be shouting out our protagonists high school. Like that didn't make any sense. Well, to me. That's
1: another thing I caught on the second watch is that he's on his way to school, right? He's skateboarding on his way to school. And um, before going to school, he stops by the skate shop and has this interaction with with Bam um, and the skate shop owner. And then you have this like kind of full circle thing at the end that mirrors this beginning. So that's why this beginning scene is important. Um, But when when you get after that and he's making his way through the school and you meet Adam Brody's character, uh, just Justin Dustin. Dustin Dustin Knight um yeah the last names of all these guys are a whole nother thing too but but I digress anyways you meet Adam Brody and and they're dressed in like their graduation uh attire their gowns and their hat and it's like they're he's like we're late is they're going to a graduation hard cut to them just walking in the backyard of of the river's house uh, and mm-hmm. Right when we meet Matt I feel like there was a whole Graduation scene that was Completely cut from this movie You mean like you think It was going to be in there at some point I mean they're wearing the gowns and they're heading To somewhere and then hard cut to like Oh it's after graduation Did you want to sit through the ceremony
0: Were you like, like oh, I wonder who else is graduating today well, I'm, I'm wondering if they
1: even shot it because if they shot it It's like then what happened in that What happened in that scene and then if they didn't then it's just weird on why would you make them all seniors i guess i don't know
0: i think you're just is establishing it- that they're seniors and that this is the summer after high school and so this is like a a gap summer of like trying to make their dreams come true cuz they you know they establish that eric has to go work at his dad's hardware store and adam brody's going off to college and i um I want to say the introduction of Matt, I do find that joke pretty funny. He's like, Matt deceives you because Matt actually has it together to him jumping off the roof, I think is like a funny cut. This this movie is aged by the when the main characters are introduced, they get that like title card with their name next to it.
1: I actually didn't have a problem with that because I thought that was more like that wasn't a product. I mean, it, it was a product of the time, but I thought it was more of a product of like it's a skateboard movie because it's yeah, yeah. very gra- graphic in that sort of way well, i don't there wasn't many graphic things in the movie no not graphic <laughs> oh, like no. graphic like artistically
0: i kept going back and forth on whether bam margera was like a good actor in this i am su- was
1: surprised to learn that he was an he's an actual pro skater and i was like oh he's actually doing like a pretty okay job except when that scene in with jennifer morrison which which like you need a little bit of depth of an act like uh like just a little bit more depth and he just wasn't hitting the mark he was shooting a little below um but i thought in that first scene that interaction with uh with him and the skate shop owner was like pretty decent
0: no yeah yeah but what i'm saying like i'd watch it one time be like he's not very good and i watch it again and be like he's pretty natural um i didn't I didn't know what you're they're a little like loose with like what you're supposed to get out of like I guess he wanted to fuck Jennifer Morrison. and She didn't want to is what we're supposed to eventually get out of this. But
1: yeah, unclear. It's it's very unclear. She's like, I heard you were saying things about me. Why don't you say them to my face? And then he goes, I want you to stop. Okay, I'm saying it to your face. Stop hanging around me. So it's
0: very vague. Yeah. Um. The next thing I want to talk about is, well, first of all, you have Chris McDonald as Mike Vogel's father, Mr. Rivers. Mr. Rivers. I got to say, like, the casting in this movie is insane. All these people that you're like, that dude, that dude, that guy. It has the guy from Bloodsport with scars on his face. Yeah. Like, just crazy. So after we meet him, we go to Chili's and such where we get Steven Root as the boss and then Brian Posehn as a customer who like wants an extra that scene. I'm like, what is this movie? (laughs) How did they do this? Uh, They just got everyone to be in it. It's so funny, but I love Brian Posehn like, yeah, I just, I, it's not my fault. I didn't realize it until I ate the whole thing. (laughs) Adam Brody, Like, do you want to go to the bathroom and like make more room before I make this? He's like, do you want me to call the adult back up here? I love all that part. Adam Brody. I don't
1: even know if Adam Brody's a good actor. The only thing uh, that he he's great in this flick, but he always plays like the same character, like the awkward, straight edge, kind of nerdy white dude. Like he's he's the same dude in everything.
0: Him about this in the O.C.? What else have you seen him in? Gilmore Girls, the O.C., um, I didn't know he was in Gilmore Girls, but yeah. I mean, WB acting, you're not really <laughs> asked to do that much.
1: <laughs> but even in like Shazam, where we get like five seconds of him, the little kid version of him plays like an Adam Brody-esque character. It's so funny.
0: In, um, in Promising Young Woman, he plays like a would-be rapist, but he's an Adam Brody would-be rapist. So, you know, hmm. uh, he definitely has a type. But that's like, I mean, he's very good at kind of understated, sarcastic dialogue, right? And I and you can tell, and I read this and confirmed it, like a lot of this movie is ad-libbed. Like there's a general idea of what <laughs> the dialogue should be.
1: So when you were saying that Matt's character didn't have a carte blanche of, so, but you're kind of wrong though, because if this movie was ad-libbed, then he would have a say in what he said.
0: No, yeah, no, I understand. But what I'm saying is, like, they chose the takes that they went with, right? Like, they chose, like, because in one of the bloopers, he's like, well, should I go bigger? Should I go smaller? You know what I mean? Like, should, like, you know, where do you want it at? Um, Hey, I'm with the Release the Twins Foundation. <laughs>
1: can her make a donation?
0: There is a five-minute period where he three times sexually harasses different women. And I'm just like... It's bad, dude. It's, it's too like- much.
1: It's too much. And then, I mean, but you could say the same about Sweet Lou.
0: So. Sweet Lou never sexually harasses anyone. He says, what's up? I felt, I felt sexually harassed watching Sweet Lou, okay? If Sweet Lou said,
1: what's up to you, you'd be like, fuck, I gotta make out with this guy. I, I don't even get the appeal. He's like, he's like 30 years older than everyone else. Oh, whatever. He's 24.
0: He said he graduated six years ago
1: whatever man i just was like he i don't get it he has an air
0: about him he's I apparently
1: sweet he's
0: sweet uh, i love the line from adam brody though after the third time matt like harasses someone he's like i'm in a dry spell man he's like you have to be in a wet spell to be in a dry spell he's like i've had sex <laughs>
1: How many faces that Adam Brody makes like on the side to like making fun of the mad character is great. Like that's just I, you can tell that's just like no direction, just Adam Brody just going going off. And it it works so well.
0: Uh, by the way, we didn't even mention the most unrealistic part of this movie is uh, being in a bean suit at a fast food restaurant and then landing a female pro skater like w- within three months that has saw you in said bean suit.
1: I took it as like, like she had no interest in, in him at that point, but it grew as like the movie went on, especially when he stood up to Bam for her. Like that's when it kind of connected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So we are at, we are, we're already at this like first event in Chicago. Um Matt steals the skateboard, which is cool that like they can the continuity they keep that skateboard like through the rest of the summer. Like you see, that's the one he like right. wins the competition with at the end or whatever. We need to talk um, about that too. So good. Just like It doesn't
1: make sense. There's no it doesn't make heads or tails.
0: What 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 do you mean? Well we'll we'll get we'll when
1: I'll talk more about it when we get there.
0: Um there is like a in the first scene in the skate shop, he's like, oh man, I'm this close to landing this trip. And he's like, trick. And he's like, all right, well, when you land it, you know, let me know. And then I'll sponsor you. Which like, is the trick he's talking about the thing he landed at the very end that made the other yes. guy quit? It okay. has
1: to be. It has to be. Because. But it's I'm, never established. It's never established. They're like, but well, I'm like, I don't know if they're good skaters or not, is the thing that's not established. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know either. They are. I don't know that, man. And I also I don't know what a skating think- competition is. Like, because they never enter one technically, they just skate around for a, a while, so I don't know how they, how it's graded. There's no judges. That's what I was confused about.
0: Yeah, so they don't compete really until Santa Monica and they do that competition. But then afterwards, the the hip hop dudes is what we'll call them, like basically kind of he challenges them to a one-on- one thing. and I guess it's basically just whoever quits first is the deal. And so then he does the trick. That makes the other dude quit. And then they have each other's respect in like a sort of after school special type way. Although it really
1: makes it look like that he quit before he actually got the trick off. But he still won. Um, but the let's talk about uh, since we're talking about it now, I'm going to I'm going to bring this up. The competition before the one on one battle of the skate. OK, yeah, that was super lame like that was super fucking lame like the whole thing with Jennifer uh Morrison stunt double skating was way better than like what who, what did they do they just they skated with themselves there wasn't like a competition
0: no it's like a street skate thing it's it's basically it's graded like figure skating right you get a number score so you
1: have but to But that do would be so-
0: cool to see though right
1: like if we had a panel of judges and we kind of like followed like what number score they
0: got. I mean, but could... I think, I think it's very obvious they're not going to win, right? Like that's not the point. The whole point of this movie is for them not to win a competition. It's for them to make a career out of this, to get, it's to
1: impress Justin, Jimmy Wilson, what a, Jimmy Wilson. Yeah.
0: Which is funny that there's only one skater that they need to impress. Jimmy Wilson, who is probably a stand in, I guess for Tony Hawk. I would imagine. I guess. I'm surprised they didn't get Tony Hawk in here. They got so many other people, um, but I don't think any like real. There's like a they couple... got Bam, yeah. But that's more of a jackass connection. There's so many jackass connections. Like one of the hip hop dudes is Aaron McGahey and then they got Wee Man, and then they got Preston Lacey. Like the Wee Man nervous. playing
1: Wee Man playing a little little Timmy from like trying to <laughs> trick the the event coordinator into thinking he was a Make a Wish kid. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, you couldn't do that, <sighs> you couldn't do that today. And then he's really? going behind everyone slapping their asses. And I was like, you can't do that today either.
0: I don't know. I think we can get away with it.
1: Um, the little I do want to say that the they did get a pro skater. And yeah, uh, the little kid. Uh, Ryan Sheckler. Went,
0: Yeah.
1: Ryan Sheckler yeah. is yeah.
0: Him just fucking dominated him. And you actually got to see his face as he was skating, which was really good. Well, because so, he can skate. He can Back to the present, which is they're at the first event. They go up to the security guard, who is the guy from Bloodsport. Uh, And then Dave Foley as the manager is probably one of my favorite characters. And that's like one of the favorite side characters that we that we meet. I love like the tapes falling out. And then a line that I have said so much like in my real life is like, I could do that, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to. And I just really can't seem to find my way around that. Like I love his line delivery, the deadpan way in which he does it just like, but you guys are really cool. Just, you know, keep skating.
1: One thing that I realized when I was looking up, like who was who and who all the names were in this film, I actually know someone like I personally know someone who's been in this movie. Who? Um, He's uh Kai, Kai Lyman. I, uh, he was in a, a couple of films that I did when I was like a PA working in LA, but he was, he's just like a skater. He's just, I, I think he's a stunt guy, a skater in this film. That's cool.
0: You like saw yeah. him in it?
1: I no. I had a look, I had a look up casting and I saw, I recognized his name in the, in the billing.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like, as we we're saying, like there's definitely like a skate world connection to this. I think the director even has that, but there's also like this jackass connection. I'm just curious if like, if they got Bam as a main person, then he's like, let's get all these, you know, you we, well, we can also have this and this and this, because this is sort of like part of the height of jackass. Right. And so like yeah. having all of these people in it, I think it helps both, you know,
1: it does. This was, it does.
0: this was like not a huge movie, but I mean, it's a, like it was a wide release movie um with like some major people in it like at the time right like well outside of the jackass crew like you said you have tom green you have randy
1: quaid playing matt's dad you have christopher mcdonald playing um our main character's dad uh,
0: Um,
1: yeah yeah you just have you just have these and, and then you have adam brody who's probably the biggest out of like all of them for the time.
0: Uh I'd say so. Um at the time, like I think Mike Vogel was a little bit after this, like talked about in like the Captain America casting, but I don't know if that was like internet people or if that was actually like a possibility. This uh has an estimated budget of six million, and according to IMDB, it made five point one. So most of that money was made in the screening I went to that was full, I guess. So maybe I overestimated its you know who else reach.
1: You know, who else who had in this movie was Brandon Michael Smith, who was the little kid that was like, that was like, where's the product launch? Like, where's the and he tries to steal the board from Matt and Matt, like yanks it away. Yeah, who's that guy? He he was in a bunch of Disney Channel, like when he was like maybe 12 and 13, he was in like, uh, Sonny with a chance Phil of the future like he filled in a lot of guest spots for Disney Channel. Um okay. But if you look at him and you look at him like y- you would recognize him. You would be like, "Oh yeah." But not off like like I think you're not expecting him in this flick cuz it's such and he's such a little kid, so it's kind of weird, but uh yeah, it's just like it, it's funny to kind of look at films like this. Like I've never heard of this movie before you introduced it to me. And uh And then you look at it, it's like so many weird characters show up in here.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. Um, So next we get the creation of Super Duper and the introduction of Sweet Lou. I remembered Sweet Lou saying they... I keep getting older and they stay the same age. And I was like, did he just really like steal that from Makane?" And then I watched it this time. I was like, oh, he doesn't say it verbatim, but it's just like obviously the thing they're going for here
1: i just sit here and watch the crop roll
0: in (laughs) it's just so easy um (laughs) which is (laughs) creepy as fuck dude they're adult women alan not always i don't think did you check ids because i
1: didn't (laughs) i don't think lou Lou. did either i don't (laughs) think lou did either Maybe he was
0: a little more loosey-goosey with like Tuesday through Thursday, but Friday and Saturday, those had to be. Those are 18-year-olds, you know.
1: So I mean if all he does was want to make anyways, I digress. Um the, the Wednesday chick and her dad pulling up behind him, you you gotta know that the, that that is not an 18-year-old woman, because that father would not be as mad as he was.
0: He's like, Hey Wednesday, my name's Sandy. Yeah, that's right. I'll call you uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I love the detail on his van after they leave. It says uh, lose, like, cat and dog grooming, and then, like, cat, cat is cat crossed. <laughs> it's Like, what happened here?
1: And then the, the montage, or not the montage, but, like, the camera trick where, like, the camera pans, and Matt already has the whole van spray-painted.
0: That's actually really cool. Like, I, I mean, you can probably figure out how they did it. They did it with, like, a cut that you're just not seeing, but it wasn't it's a, very it's well.
1: It's a pan, and then in, the, in the, like, the motion blur, there's a cut there, yeah yeah or maybe they just had a second
0: van <laughs> they just, just pulled up. up yeah that could be that could be it too that actually is that. like a very real possibility <laughs> that's a very real possibility yes yes um so after this we get to the first meet and we meet the hip hop dudes the i smell like roses and uh is is a thing i have done to before it works it always works
1: what i don't i don't get he's your... like,
0: Do you he's like he's like i smell roses and then they sniff he's like i thought <laughs> it such an ass (laughs) yeah yeah i know um and then we meet jennifer morrison again um and i like the whole time i'm like i don't know what she does and i was like i'm I'm so confused and then we find out at the end that she is a professional skater which presents more questions in the end too but um yeah can women skate that's a question i have (laughs) she does
1: very well (laughs) um (laughs) i love the ending too she's like she goes up to to eric and she's like you don't have a problem with girl skaters do
0: you like it's so 2003 it's crazy that's when it came out so that makes Mm -hmm. sense i i doubt i doubt the skateboard could have gone through the windshield um just like if we could get if we could get the uh what's that the discovery channel guys that um
1: the MythBusters to yeah, figure that out. Myth, if yeah.
0: MythBusters could take some time to figure that out, like what trajectory we needed for that to happen, um, I love the move at the party that night where they sneak in through the limo. Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty clever. I, it would be
1: I, see this movie like balances on the on the type of funny that you would find in like a movie like this of that time, but also it gets kind of ridiculous i was fully expecting them as they walk out the the other side of the limo they're also all wearing blue (laughs) like that
0: like a fucking scooby-doo episode Uh, yeah maybe but it works they get in i found it funny that this party was basically for anyone who was able to get in so how did those guys get eric and his friends kicked out like, I don't know what they told I, security. I, like, oh, they're not allowed I, to be they're here. They're
1: dancing really good. They need yeah. to go.
0: I love how Sweet Lou saw it coming and he just kind of ducked out of the way. He's like, no, I'm not getting. And then the the showing his like silhouette is like, oh, I wonder what happened to Sweet Lou. When he's like spanking someone's ass.
1: Yeah, it's good. That's it, a look. I'm going to say that there are a lot of funny moments in here, but I'm, I have a problem with the overall movie. Not to say that I did not laugh at some some parts and that is definitely one that i laughed at the whole like dancing on the dance floor is so improbable but it it's funny as shit and it it's actually like it works for what type of movie this is even though i don't i can't imagine any skaters that i know
0: would ever do this kind They're of too busy beating you up you know
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so i um what did you think They're of? were just la- beating my ass and I'm just like, why don't you just dance, guys? Just dance. Uh, what did you think of uh Adam Brody's line like, "All right, well, let me just get you another glass of bitch." I don't think you get away with that. I don't Ooh. think you could get away with that. I think
1: I think uh like the era of like not taking rejection well has kind of passed in this yeah. sort of in sort of movies. But I I liked all the follow up to he was like,
0: "Huh? What? What would you say?" <laughs>
1: i can hear you hear you i'm just not listening
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah well and then the uh the girl that talks to matt and she's like why do i always talk to the gay guy and he's like what no no (laughs) yeah i love the motel scene next um you got the quick like montage or it's the speed how much for a
1: night (laughs) (laughs) ten dollars per hour 40 for the whole night Depends what you guys
0: are into (laughs) <laughs> the speed up shot of them cleaning the pool, I think is funny. And then I love, so you know who, do you know who Bobcat Gold, Goldwaith is the guy who knows. So it's actually funny. Cause I think if he had talked like he normally does, or like when he really like does his voice, he's got like probably the most distinct voice you've ever heard. Um, he like, he's a comedian. He also was like the voice of this. It's really fucking weird. He was the voice of this bunny. That spoke to the main character in this live action show that was like a Married with Children sort of ripoff that I really liked back in like the '90s. It um,
1: sounds like you just made that up.
0: All those words together created a real thing that happened. But anyway, I I love when they find hit, like the underwear in the bed, and then later on they're like, "Oh, who farted?" And there's like this really sweet moment between Eric and Dustin. Like he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, I dragged you out there." He's like, "No, man, I'm really liking it." And then Matt farts. And then Bobcat farts. And he's like, "Can I have my underwear back?"
1: <laughs> and then they just fucking get out of there. It's funny too because it's like a kind of a homoerotic scene because everything is shot from like shoulders up, but you can tell no one is wearing a shirt except Sweet Lou.
0: Uh, yeah. Sweet Lou's not about that.
1: Sweet Lou cleans no man's poop.
0: <laughs> he gets out of all the manual. He he does. So after this, they go, we get the uh the poison sing along, which I didn't even know that was poison, but you're the one that told me that. And in the van, I
1: don't understand how people are alive and don't know nothing but a good time isn't poison. It's it's fucking David Bowie and Perks of a Wallflower all over
0: again, man. Yeah, you knew who you knew that was David Bowie right away. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then we get chili and such. It's a funny oh, scene. I do. I'm sorry, I do have to go back
1: to the Poison sing-along and say that that was my shining moment of the movie. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. Like, the the dancing at the club and the singing, because they all start off with, like, only Sweet Lou knows who Poison is. And then in the same verse, everyone knows the entire song verbatim. And I think it's, like, it's a great moment in the, in the movie. It shows real camaraderie. And I will say I... Started enjoying the movie after that. Wow, yeah, growth.
0: I have it. Uh, we get chilly and such with the free food thing that um, you know ties back into Brian Posehn earlier. Um, and then Wait, the skate
1: shop with when that, Tom Green. When that little kid th- throws up all over Adam Brody, and then you go get the wide shot, and there's no throw up anywhere, and then Adam Brody doesn't have a bit of throw up on him. It's just the receipt and the and the play was like you know we established that you could get a refund no matter what in the beginning of the movie so the play of him being like hey i want 10 giant burritos and like six uh drinks and he's like well what did you get he's like i got
0: it was just four, four coffees, coffees.
1: <laughs> he's like yeah i remember, I remember that order,
0: order. <laughs> you forgot about there's the shot from above of adam brody and the little kid and there's no throw up anywhere
1: no, I said that. I said there's no throw up anywhere on him on the ground. No. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. It was from a, like the just. Was, they were like, we're moving on. Um, I don't know talked if you about, saw. I don't know if you saw in the bloopers, but that little kid actually threw up. Yeah. Like the little bit of spit up because it's fake. It's a fake thing behind him. But then he's just like making the like the if you do that where you're like faking throw up for long enough, like stuff can come out. Oh, yeah. He was method. Uh, We already talked about the Tom Green scene. Uh, They pick up that girl who um, eventually steals the van. I love when Matt's like, you got to get her out of here, man. It's just ruining the vibe. (laughs) And he's like, my van, my rules. And I like her. And then she steals the van and just the touche. And then and then
1: it plays off again, because at the end of the movie, she steals the hip hop guy's van.
0: Yes. Or uh, SUV. It's great. When I first saw that this time, I was like, oh, was she like working with them? And then she steals the van like 30 seconds later. I was like, was she trying to screw these guys over? Like the hip hop dudes put her up to it. Quite a while ago and we
1: didn't talk about it. But why were there so many close ups on the Cadillac emblem? Like there was just longing close ups on the Cadillac em- emblem.
0: Why do you think we paid for this movie, man? <laughs> it's, it's Cadillac. Um. So they make it to Tucson uh he talks to bam again this is bam scene where you he felt like bam didn't do as well as he could have
1: and he did okay it,
0: for who he is <laughs> for who he is he um it is it is like a bold move by eric right the kind of i guess his priorities have been just this skating thing for him to like sort of he has to know he's throwing that away by like challenging bam and bam's immediately like well fuck any chance i had of watching this you know go fuck yourself and then he just walks off
1: yeah, and, it's just kind of a weird, like, uh, it's a weird PR move to play yourself in a movie and then play an asshole of yourself in the movie. You know I what I mean? He, I don't think he cares. Probably not. Probably not.
0: Um, we get the sneaking onto Jimmy's bus scene, and then Matt takes a shit. And he's like, uh, "I might not get a piece of Jimmy, but Jimmy's gonna get a piece of me."
1: <laughs> Another hilarious Matt moment that everyone absolutely loves. I love Jimmy Wilson. Like, no number two on the bus. Who did this? The tape, when Matt Brody switches out the tape and the tape comes unspooled, is such a, oh my God. It just, that doesn't happen anymore. We don't have tapes. We don't deal with that. And when the other guy with Jimmy Wilson's like, yeah, just give me some time to fix this. I was like, that seems like the biggest pain in the ass to spool back. The in, a like, pencil to take a or fucking a pen. pencil and to spool that entire tape back. Oh my God. That's something that like, like your son and my eventual kids will just never like kids, kids that are like teenagers today will never understand.
0: That's like, um, on computers, the save button is a, um, is a floppy disk. And they're like, what's the a fuck floppy is that? disk. Yeah. Yeah. And you could lock the floppy disk. And
1: I, I don't know if you had this cause, cause we have like five years between us. Uh, difference but the when i was in grade school you had to download everything onto a floppy disk and hand it in as homework did you ever have to do that
0: sometimes but not really like for computer class type stuff we would do that but not for anything else oh
1: i had to do like history papers on a floppy disk and and send them in when i was in like fifth grade Mm, yeah no we didn't do that
0: um so next, he's talking to Jamie about, you know, skating and wanting to get sponsored. And I love, like, all his friends come up. And then Sweet Lou's like, So what's up? And Eric's like, Oh, oh no. Come on, let's go. <laughs> like, this is not happening, Sweet Lou.
1: And then Matt just kisses her on the cheek. Like, like he's known her for years. Nah.
0: It's actually like maybe the least offensive thing he's done to a woman. And then Matt's <laughs> saying in the something. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it almost came off as sweet. Like, all right, see you, baby um and then we no. get preston preston lacy having to take a shit and then eric gets the idea to do a jump in front of the bus how and- we're introduced
1: to that guy with the with the four-wheeler is so weird it's
0: so odd and he's like i got an idea i got an idea um what's funny is the security guard comes up to him after he's like oh that's it you have to clean the porta potty up or i'm gonna call the police and then the security guard just walks away i'm like why don't you guys just walk just away? walk away yeah and also i like how he's like "Ha!" like adam rose is like ha
1: idiot this is a skate demo like of course they're skating allowed and he points to a sign that says no skateboarding and he just goes ha idiot like right back
0: at him It was funny so next we get a scene where eric has just given up on the dream and all the other guys have to tell him like no man the dream so lives co- on
1: so cliche
0: yeah, that was probably the the worst the worst scene. And then Jamie walks up and she's like, Hey, you know, uh, why don't we go to Santa Monica? And Matt's like, nah, man, a, a chick has already ruined this. So like team meeting, and I just love her, like, guys, I can still hear you. I'm like right here.
1: I love how they each have something to say about her. Adam Brody is like, Don't be an idiot, and then he's like uh Eric's like, Yeah, man, he, she's a sweet girl and then Sweet Lou's like, Yeah, she's sexy <laughs> <laughs>
0: then they see that she has a car and they're like, good job, Matt. And Matt's like, it's time to meet the clowns. What I love.
1: Jesus, go ahead.
0: What I love about the clowns is they play this completely serious.
1: Yeah, they Do do not
0: at any point admit the ludicrousness of this. And then the line to his parents, he's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm upset because you left me my senior year and joined the circus. And he just says it like a real thing. Yeah, with the like the
1: sad music and everything, it's like the push into his close up, and 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 they go, um, what what was what did they say? They said, um, I'm sorry, we try to push clown school on you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it. It's just I I love that they just went for it, right? And they didn't. And,
1: well, you say that, but then all the emotional, all the emotion is undercut. By when he goes to shake his dad's hand and it's the electric buzzer thing.
0: Well, yeah, right. Like at the very end. But yeah, I think for the most part, it is played very serious. And then Sweet Lou falls in love with the clown sister. I need to talk about the elephant in the room.
1: Uh, And Adam Brody notices this. The skateboard? Why, Why is Matt's
0: skateboard a sexed up version of his sister? Yeah, there's no explanation for this. I don't fully understand. But Adam Brody's face,
1: like, looking at the skateboard, looking back at the sister, and then looking back at the skateboard is one of the
0: funniest moments in the movie. I need to talk to someone to explain to me what that was. Because, I yeah, like, at first I noticed it, and I was like, oh, that's like a little Easter egg. And then they have Adam Brody, like, stare at her and stare at him, and then she does, like, the peace sign that's, like, on, on the board. I'm almost... I'm almost wondering if maybe Matt just had like the joke is that Matt has this like hot chick on his board that he's like oh she's so hot not realizing that it's like it's what his looking sister looks like, like. His
1: sister yeah maybe
0: that that is probably what it's going for but it does not explain it and there are more well, like nefarious <laughs> th- like things you could think it would be <laughs> the follow up joke to
1: where they're at the Santa Monica thing and he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Sweet Lou. Matt goes to Sweet Lou. He's like, hey man, I have something for you.
0: It's her nose. <laughs> and he's just so like, oh thanks, man. He's like, I'm in love. Sweet Lou's out of the game.
1: I like the the roundabout way, like he has her on her on his arm, and instead of like turning to her and be like, I love you, he turns to his friends and he's like, I love
0: this chick. He won't even talk to her. She's just like Right there. Um, we get to Santa Monica. And this is when this really turns into a sports movie. Um, mm. Jamie pre-registered them. They do this whole thing with Wee Man as a little kid. And then the guy's like, listen, man, unless you're pre-registered, you're not getting in. Which, you are pre-registered. Welcome, super-duper skates.
1: Yeah, and then we find out that all that groundwork that uh, that Eric was doing to uh, to Jamie... Uh worked
0: out, paid <sighs> off in the end. I totally didn't see you for who you were. Well, who do you think I am? I don't know, but I want to find out. <laughs> find out, yeah. Yeah, that was good could have been a little better right there. Uh and then we get the final <laughs> skate. And let me just tell you that this movie ends with See Red by Unwritten Law, which is like one of my favorite songs from that era. And then right afterwards when they're when it's the one on one with pod. Yeah. And that one on that one on one skate lasts so long that they just so keep repeating long. the POD song. They just keep backing it up and <laughs> playing that the part, same part. I can't <sighs>
1: on anyone.
0: Yeah. Well, no, you're singing Headstrong, which was way earlier. Oh well, that's the only one I recognize. That's trapped. Song. Also a big trapped fan. I actually went to downtown Disney and I saw Trapped live, right? This is the only time mm-hmm. I got to see it. Back this when was downtown like,
1: Disney was still downtown
0: Disney. I'm gonna call it downtown Disney until I die. And I went Pleasure Island. They were like, hey, we're gonna play this. Is like a it's it was like a 15-year anniversary of their first CD. And they're like, so we're celebrating that first CD. They played. That first c d in track list order, they just played the c d live in order, and it's many times as I had listened to it, I recognized by the second song that that's what they were doing because I listened to it so much. oh, and it was pretty nice. awesome it was pretty awesome good for you. I'm glad you had a good experience
1: there um so yeah, just the the whole I guess I'll go back to my complaint since we're at this moment now is that you have no understanding. If you, I guess, if you don't know skateboarding, you have no understanding how well they're doing or who they're doing better than, or if they are doing bad. I just, I was like, they're just kind of skating around and making a few jumps. And every time they look up in the crowd, it's, it's Matt's parents, you know, cheering them on. How much do you think Randy Quaid costs to get
0: in this movie? As much time as they like, shoehorn him in. Probably quite a bit. Well, he's in. He's got to at least be in a few days of shooting, right? Because he's at the clown house, and then he's at Santa the Monica. Which that actually, if that wasn't Santa Monica, that's definitely California. And I imagine like oh, Santa thing. Monica.
1: It was Santa Monica, and and you know what I'm wondering too is that was production just shooting an actual skate competition instead of like setting up a fake one
0: like shooting in and around it. That's possible. It's like very yeah. possible. And it could have been like the same one the whole time, just like a very big one. And they're just like, "All right, Well, this will be the Kansas one. And then this is this one. Um, I could see that. I could see that being a huge possibility. So your complaint, I think is taken care of because they show them in the competition and you're like, yeah, I don't really know how well they're doing. Like the crowd is cheering. And so it's like, you know, I guess they're doing well. But that one, that's not the point, right? Like winning isn't the point. No, you're it's right. making a living. Right. But two, in order to be like, yeah, I don't know who's winning here. They then have a direct competition one-on-one with hip-hop guy number one.
1: The thing with hip-hop guy number one's competition with Eric is that they just decide to do it Mono mono by themselves, like them doing it, eventually draws that big of a crowd to it. But it's not like there's a there's an announcer being like, "All right, we're gonna start this competition between the super duper's and the blue hip hop guys." Like they just kind of do it on their own accord as like a rivalry, and then it just becomes this thing. Which then I'm like, okay, so that's obviously doesn't count to anyone. And then Jimmy still rides off on his bus. And that's like a character growth for Eric, right? Is that he drives off on his bus and he didn't even see him. And everyone's like disappointed. And Eric's like, nah, man, it's the friends we made along the way sort of shit. It's the journey.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is part of his, his growth. And then we, uh, I, I will say that trick was pretty fucking badass where he like grabs the board in between his legs. You could tell it's
1: a hard trick. I don't know, but you could tell it's a hard trick because in the bloopers they fail at it so many times, and they show you it. No, it's a hard trick. It's for sure a hard trick.
0: Um, yeah. and then we're back in Chicago. Uh, Sweet Lou is with the circus. Eric is working for his dad, and uh, I guess you know what's his name. Dustin's at college, and then Jimmy Wilson's <laughs> buck pull, bus pulls up, and Jamie is on it. Jamie's a professional skater in her own right, I guess. But why is she as, as Eric, are you a little worried like, Hey, why are you on Jimmy's bus?
1: (laughs) Well, he was like, Adam Brody asked him, he's like, Hey, when, uh, when's the last time you heard from Jamie? And he's like, Oh, like a month ago. I'm like, you haven't heard this chick in a month. And she just finds you in a random park in Chicago. Like the luck. And also we didn't talk about that. Sweet Lou. At, before leaving the co- the clown campus, gives uh, the sister his glasses. He gives him the nose, like they're never gonna see each other again. And then, literally, in the next scene, they're there in Santa Monica at the skating competition. I guess from Tucson to Santa Monica, and and it's like then she gives him back his glasses. It's it's a weird interaction. That's that's love for you, man. I I don't know what to tell you. but this movie wraps up so quick you're right and then
0: they're like there's jimmy with jamie i'd have questions as eric i'm like what the fuck um and then he's like hey want to come want to come skate with me and uh you know all your dreams come true and he's like yes all my dreams come true great and then we get the final scene where he gives the free skateboard to that kid and we we're like he's made it and he's a professional and everything's great
1: Yeah, this movie wraps up real quick, like puts a nice bow on everything. And then I love how, like, Mike and Dustin just get on the bus. Like, yeah, we don't need to go home and pack anything. We just we're ready. Yeah, Jimmy's like, get on the fucking bus.
0: and Like, okay, yeah, I mean, I guess. And then what happens to Dustin's college? He's just like, all right, sweet. No college. Well, Dustin still needs his pediatric pillow back home that he was complaining about (laughs) at the beginning. Well Matt threw out his college book, so how's he ever gonna do well in college if he doesn't have college for dummies?
1: Why'd you throw out my college book, man? Are you just jealous because you can't read?
0: I mean, he would be like the most annoying fucking person to deal with. Oh, there is this moment where like
1: they someone said something completely normal and as like a like um inner like a reaction to that completely normal thing the person said, Matt just goes,
0: Mah-ah! <laughs> I would just be like, "Nah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck, fucking, never mind. Forget when it." He ate, when he ate my sandwich in the desert because I bought myself food with my money. Oh my god, I would have fucking punched him. <laughs> um, um, so look, I, I I do like moments of this movie,
1: and I think that you're big enough to admit that this movie has its own faults. So I think we can maybe meet somewhere in the middle that this is brink for
0: assholes. Hmm. This movie fucking slaps. No, it's no. slaps for the last 20 no, years. No, 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 no. The music, I, the skating, um, the comedy, it's a tour de force.
1: I give it a three out of ten. But like a strong, I, a strong three.
0: Do you know what I gave it on IMDb when you it came gave, out? Did you, give, did you give it a five out of five, you fuck? I gave it a ten out of fucking ten. Oh I stand God. by it. Oh, my God. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David.
1: And this is Alon. And I finally watched Grind. Grind.